Andy Bashir has been built up as this paragon of virtue, that he tells you the truth, that everything he says, you can take it to the bank. And the reality is, he doesn't tell the truth. Attention passengers, we ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff. Andy Bashir's no good, very bad week. Mm. Hunter Biden escapes mm. jail time. And Scott Jennings, what is a woman? <laughs> We're going to ask that question and answer it. I'm the right one to ask. <laughs> Coming oh up. God. I'm Joe Arnold. I'm, I'm, it's good to see you guys. I apparently missed. We, you did one of these last week. Is that right? We, well, we didn't hear from you for like three or four days. <laughs> and uh, I was. I was but, but like on our text chain for planning, like two days after we recorded it, you're like, oh, hey, guys, I'm not going to make it this week. <laughs> so thank you for keeping up with it. Did I didn't realize it took that long to get through. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I make was, it either, Joe, to be fair. I was accompanying but a group of 60 you. rising high school seniors. To Washington D.C. Oh, oh, and my phone actually went dead while we were at the Marine Corps Memorial that night. You don't have sorry. like a battery? Not with me. Mm. I didn't have it with me at the time, and it was poor planning on my part, Scott. Also, Jared <laughs> Crawford is here. Sean Southern, Kevin Grout. I like and... just own it, move on, and pick exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the least interesting part of our night. Because Sean Southern, the most interesting part of this week. And this week isn't even over yet, and Andy Bashir has already had a very bad week. Oh, uh, it's rough out there, folks. It's like what? that children's book about the no good, very horrible, exactly. Bad day. I couldn't mm. think of all the different adjectives, but truly, it is just speaking from obje- ob- objectively here. This yeah. is not a good week for the governor. Two back-to-back stories here. Which one are we going to start with here? Let's start with the one where Andy Bashir is lying, lying to the people of Kentucky about the economy, Sean. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a story in the Courier-Journal by Olivia Krauth that fact-checked uh, the governor who was saying that there were more people employed than ever before in the state's history. Whoa! Is that true, Sean? Do tell. No, Record it's not. scratch. Oh. <laughs> it's not true at all. Uh, and so she did a fact-check and found him to be lying. Be lying. How, how do you make that up? Do you just write down numbers and say, look, that many people are working? He uh, he just was using a survey and talking about it in the totally false way. I mean, he was just totally misleading the public and the the press too. I mean, yeah, lying about it. There's so what? So the, so the here's the deal. He's been telling the people of Kentucky that there are more people working in Kentucky than ever before. Yes, but the truth is, Sean, that there are fewer people working today. Than the day he took office. Than the day he took office. More than 20,000. Those two facts would seem to be in conflict. They are in conflict. And I have to say, Olivia Krauth at the Courier-Journal did an admirable job of picking through this, not only to do the fact check, but then after it appeared in the Courier-Journal, the onslaught of Mm -hmm. liberal activists who were going insane on journalist Olivia Krauth was, I mean, look, I'm I'm no stranger to the woke mobs that have, that form online, but boy, what they were doing, and I think Olivia was even surprised. Some of her tweets indicated how surprised she was that these Andy Bashir supporters. In fact, there was a a blog of some kind in Lexington that wrote she was being harassed, mm-hmm. harassed by Andy Bashir's supporters online. It was really, really shocking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it just goes to show you that these Democrats expect the press to be on their team. They do. Well, when they get called out, when they get called out for it. I I thought Democrats supported our free press. I thought that they were the bastion of democracy (laughs) and that Democrats loved everything about democracy. You're almost almost right. They Ah. support uh, the press being free to criticize Republicans, oh. but they are not free <laughs> to criticize that. If you look at what people were saying to oh. Olivia, oh. it was awful. It was horrific. And the expectation that she just do everything she can to help Andy Bashir. I mean, it was crazy, Joe. I mean, you used to be in this profession. I was embarrassed for these Democrats and the way they were screaming at her. Well, on Twitter, if you could tell they're screaming, but it definitely was an onslaught, and it was pretty nonstop, and it was pretty consistent with what you're saying there, which is that – and they weren't even uh, – they were saying, I guess, the, what, the quiet part out loud in terms yeah. of saying, 
you know, what are you doing? You're questioning here. In other words, this this is not helpful. Mm. Words like that. This is not yeah. like who uh, are you and what and or or, or now do Cameron now do yes. Cameron yeah. now do Cameron yeah, great, like yeah. and like well they do. I mean that mm-hmm. that, that, that they've they, and they have been. But yeah. until they you realize to your all your point up until this point, Sean, I think you're you're absolutely correct. Is that there is an expectation that the media this is the side that they're on, and for them to be taking a different tack is a shock. Well, Andy Bashir has been built up as this paragon of virtue, that he tells you the truth, that everything he says, you can take it to the bank. And the reality is, he doesn't tell the truth a lot. And on this one, it's actually a major deal. The state of our economy. Yeah. How good is the economy in Kentucky? How many people are working? Can you find a job? And he is trying to paint a picture of an economy that's booming, and the picture is fabricated. And this isn't this isn't the first time either that he's done this because she did a similar thing a few months ago when he was running around the state talking about the number of teacher vacancies. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And she fact checked him on that, and he didn't learn his lesson. It's interesting. He seems to get in trouble, Jared, when dealing with numbers like <laughs> things that require statistical analysis, even though it's not complicated. Olivia is a data journalist. So she gets it, and she can analyze these data sets. What I'm wondering is, is the governor's staff incompetent? Is he willfully lying and misleading the people? Is he not smart enough to check what's being handed him? Like, what what, what combination of uh, outright duplicity and incompetence is going on in the governor's office on, honestly, if you take any poll, most of the time the top issue— for people, is well, how's the economy? Mm-hmm. And to be lied to like this yeah. is pretty shocking, Jerry. Yeah, it is shocking. And we have talked on this podcast for months now because, like, look, the governor goes around the state and says the economy's on fire. And we've been critical that it's not because of statistics like this, where you can point to a very black and white number and say, look, there's less people employed now than there was when you took office. The number he's talking about is pe- is jobs filled, which means more people have two and three jobs. Right. Yeah, right. Um, the AOC, economy's so good to make ends meet, you, you got to get three you jobs. You got to get more jobs, and so it, it almost is helping prove our point that things are worse than they are. To your point about Olivia being this sort of data journalist and whether Bashir's team, like, look, you have to understand, you know, how BLS reports numbers and be able to dive into these big spreadsheets. It's not the most glorious part of the job, and so I do wonder if his team. Thought they saw the, a number that looked good for them and just ran with it, or, or even worse, they just didn't expect anybody to check to check I, it. Yes. I think that's most likely. And look, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And I'm just going <laughs> to <Period. laughs> there. You go. There's the cold open. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna speculate. But the reaction I saw on Twitter from the woke mob, I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that was basically the reaction that the governor's office had. Mm-hmm. And I would love. To know how they reacted and communicated, because obviously they had conversations with media outlets about this. My guess is it wasn't gentle. Yeah, that they had a complete meltdown because they aren't really used to being called what they are—a mm-hmm. liar. I was surprised that Olivia Krauth was as. Uh, after she published the story, was as definitive on that note. Yes, as she on on Twitter, and actually, I was a little shocked. Yeah, because she literally said uh, the fact that people, and I'm paraphrasing now, but it's pretty close. You know, she was surprised by the number of people who were upset with her for the governor lying, as in her words, lying to the state. Well, they expect her to make it okay. Like they yeah. they expect her to smooth it over or they expect her to say well it's okay that Andy Bashir did this because it's for the greater good or mm-hmm. he's moral and the republicans are immoral therefore he can lie in the service of a greater morality or great that's what they think I do want to point out by the way first of all I, I finally I've I was looking for the article again and I had a hard time finding it because it was nowhere near on the front page anymore or anywhere mm. even in the news section but <laughs> if you search for it you under Bashir then you find it okay I do want to give a shout out to it was actually a a, a, a cobay line of Olivia Krauth and Olivia Evans mm-hmm. the co-authored this so if we're I guess giving credit to one reporter there's mm-hmm. one to the other as as well and uh the Olivia's the Olivia's uh, behind that, but really interesting, and it is unfortunate um, for any reporter who's doing their job to be personally attacked. I was also following a Twitter thread from another 
good journalist this week, Tessa Duvall, who works at the Lexington Herald Leader, which is another newsletter in Kentucky. And <clears throat> she was getting in attacked today on Twitter because she tweeted uh, about the mayor, which we're going to get to in a minute, the mayor of London and this scandal that he has got brewing with Andy Bashir. And somebody tweeted at Tessa. I knew you guys would be all over this like flies to S-H-I-T. McConnell's got to be laughing his A-double-S off right now. And Tessa, journalist, retorts, if you're looking for news that only affirms your political beliefs, what you're actually looking for is propaganda. And that, I think, is exactly correct. That's what they want. That's what these online mobs demand. Mm-hmm. absolute fealty to the bubble, to the propaganda, to the party line. If I'm a Democrat, though, and a, a, a backer of Andy Bashir, and I'm used to the sort of normal coverage of elections and, and people in office, I am thinking right now, though, something's going on. If there are three different media outlets all reporting stories that are somewhat negative for a Democrat— what, what is going I, on, Kevin? I'll, I'll submit. <laughs> the governor lied, and he got called on it. Yeah. Now, what Tessa was having to fight about today online was a second story, Sean, in which I think a major deal. Yep. It's the biggest campaign finance scandal and perhaps the biggest pay-to-play scandal. It's certainly the biggest campaign finance scandal since the Allison Lundergan Grimes crime family got pinched over her misdeeds. It's maybe the biggest pay-to-play scandal since Bob Trot. Mm-hmm. But, Sean, tell us what is going on with Andy Bashir and the big straw donor scandal with the mayor of London, Kentucky. So veteran journalist Tom Loftus. Who, of? Of the Kentucky Lantern. A new outlet. Yes, new outlet. Formerly of the Louisville Courier-Journal, Hall right. of Fame journalist for 30, 40 years. And probably— Retired last year. And probably has covered and knows more about campaign finance issues Absolutely. than and, any journalist in Kentucky. In fact, he was just leading a seminar, seminar yeah. for, just days ago yeah. on data journalism. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Sean. So we've got Tom Loftus at yep. the Kentucky Lantern, noted expert. Right. And so he uncovered several months ago this the story of these donations that appeared just out of the blue, people who never had a history of donating to the governor. Some were not even in Kentucky. Correct. And discovered this, went to the governor's campaign team and said, you know, this seems weird. A lot of these people, like when I call them, they're saying, oh, you need to call my boss about it, which seems weird. Why Why would they be doing that? Are you sure that these people gave their own money? And they're like, oh, well, there's nothing wrong here. We follow the process. This is important. Yes. Months ago, the yes. Bashir operation defended these contributions, claimed they were legal, Everything was fine. How nothing much, to see is, here. How much money are talking? A couple hundred dollars here. So, well, let me just. Look, okay, okay, okay. This is like hundreds of thousands in the in the Tom Loftus story originally. So more than what we're talking about, even with this recent story. So fast forward a few weeks. That's like late April. Yeah. Mid May, the governor hosts the mayor of London at a press conference. Gives him a one point four million dollar check. The mayor of London, he previously knew as someone that he had. Appointed to a state board. Appointed to a state board. So he's gotten hmm. an appointment, and now he's gotten $1.4 million. A grant. Grant. A federal, a federal, a grant. federal grant. Okay. So that happens. No shame. No shame. You know, the okay. story had come out. So a good he, photo op. So he's taken hundreds of thousands from this guy, mm-hmm. put him on a state board, and given him a grant. Yep. Okay. Then what happens? So then, come to find out, in this latest story from Tom Loftus, the Kentucky Democrat Party and the governor have returned $202,000 in campaign contributions. Well, really? Yes. Because I've never heard of a refund of that magnitude. Did no, you know? I, think that's, I think that's a big one. I think that's news. 200 large. Yes. So uh, there were a certain amount of contributions from, to the governor's campaign that had to be returned, but also to the uh, KDP's state and federal accounts. The federal account, you say? Yes. Oh, Lord. So, and the grant, the $1.4 million was also federal. Federal yes. money. Oh, goodness. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was all returned. And then we find out yesterday on Twitter through through some responses, I believe, that uh, Joe Sanka at the Courier-Journal uh, secured from KREF that— The Kentucky Registry of Election yes, Finance. that oversees all of that, that in between those two first two stories, so 
we find out about the donations period and the grant being awarded, the uh, Bashir campaign team went to the registry and said, this seems weird. What should we do about this? And then they still went forward with giving him the grant. Yeah. Knowing full well this man that these were illegal contributions. Now let's 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 describe what Tom Loftus described as how this all went down. So you have a single individual, this mayor of London. Yeah, I left out the best part. And and he on his his own personal credit card. Right. This is according to the reporting. Is that the best part? <laughs> one, 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 one single yes. credit card. So so you think about yourself. You sit down at a, you sit down at a computer. <laughs> right. You pull out your own credit card. You go to Andy Bashir's website, and you start making contributions. Not in your name, but in the names of how many people was it? Lots of people. bunches of people. So well, enough for several hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred and two grand. Now all, he, all I can think of is the reward miles. He, <laughs> I know. You think he gets to keep those even post refund? Yeah, this might make him a flight risk. I, <laughs> but here, take but, a trip. but here's the thing: for the uninitiated, this is a class D felony to make what is called a straw contribution, which means I give money to a campaign and I pay for it, but in the name of someone else. Or in this case, this has this guy's got employees. And he puts their name on the contribution, which is all publicly reported, but he's actually doing it. Or if you owned a business and I said, Sean, give money to a campaign and then I will give money to you to reimburse you. That is a straw contribution. All of this is illegal. It's a felony And he didn't, every time you do it. And he didn't appear on a report anywhere. He didn't put his own name on it. He did well, not that, actually donate. Now, that is really odd. No, okay. I or, think he was. No, nah, I don't think it's odd. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what I want to know: How did he arrive at the number two hundred thousand? It's a very interesting, almost even number. Because if you if you sat down and said, "Oh goodness gracious, I need to do this," why wasn't it one fifty? Why wasn't it two fifty? Why wasn't it forty? Like, how did he arrive at that round number? Who told him? I wonder. Mm. Who told this man? I need this much money on this day because. That's how it all worked out. A very, very odd round number. I mean, it. I don't know. That's what I. That's my main question. How did he arrive at this uh, this number? How did he arrive at the idea of making the straw contributions? And what communications did he have with the entities to which he was donating? Now, the listeners may also be thinking: Now, is this mayor a good stand-up guy who's <laughs> never uh, run into KREF before because of any violations? And our good friend Austin Horn, another shout out to another journalist today. Um, no, this guy's had some run-ins with KRF before. Yeah. Uh, some kind of uh, buying vote type things. Maybe using limousines to get people to go vote for him. He definitely bought them some uh, gas. Maybe giving out some free gas. He said it was times. nonpartisan. He said it was the gas was free for yeah. everybody. He was a um, candidate for mayor at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so there's an investigation into him on those things already. So. Um, yeah, the friends you keep, Andy, right? <laughs> well, this this has attracted, by the way, Sean, national attention. Oh, yeah. Because the Daily Caller has reported on it. The Washington Free Beacon has a headline out as we record this on Wednesday. Businessman illegally shoveled thousands to Andy Bashir's campaign after Dem governor appointed him to state board. Small town mayor Randall Weddle provided his credit card to family members and employees who backed Bashir, more than $200,000 worth of contributions. And so now the question is, what happens to this? I mean, on its face, if you read Tom Loftus's reporting, if you read this report, if you read any of it, on its face, I'm not, I don't know how you could conclude anything other than these are straw contributions that are clearly in violation of Kentucky law. Yes? I mean, I, I don't know how you would explain it otherwise. Can anyone here come up with an explanation of why? And so you might be asking yourself, well, he returned, they returned it, so it everything's fine, right? Wrong. Think about think about it this way, Joe. If you robbed a bank mm-hmm. and then got home. What have you heard? <laughs> and said, Oh man, I should not have robbed that bank. That was dumb. I'll take all the money back and put it back in the vault. Do you believe that that would make it right? Or are you still getting pinched? I believe you would still be culpable for the robbing of the bank. That's, now, the question is, yes. is, did I have any accomplices? 
Great question. And that would be, I guess, the question that would, for any police officer or investigator who would be looking into me robbing of said bank, yeah, would be to say, listen, we know you robbed it. Mm-hmm. We know this happened. And it's hard to rob a bank by yourself. Right. So the the, the, the operative question would be, you know, we, we want to be able to help you out here. And so who helped you? Just what, tell us. What kind of guidance do you have as far as getting inside the bank and doing this? Because that would be a pretty important answer to find out. And I would think, too, if I'm an investigator, I would likely, because I'm a nice guy, I would likely give me somewhat of a break if, in fact, I was willing to offer up someone else who helped me in this scenario in that you're process. both the investigator and the bank robber yes <laughs> okay yes <laughs> joe lives in a small town <laughs> in this scenario okay okay just now i will just say this think about the timeline of events when this started randall weddle had apparently a good and close relationship with andy Bashir. got appointed to a board did a press conference together got a big check from the him. governor went down to london for multiple events governor's been down there they've been palling around so they're they're good then this issue gets uncovered, and the governor's campaign defends him. Oh, this is fine. These are totally legal. Now, however, the governor's campaign has refunded all this and put out a long list of talking points about how they had nothing to do with this. If I'm Randall Weddle and I'm watching the trajectory of my relationship with Andy Bashir, we started good, and I don't know if you can hear that sound. Mayor, that's a bus <laughs> backing up. <laughs> and Andy's driving it. And if you think they won't run you over, back right over you, think again. I'm very fascinated about where this goes. The amount of money at play is enormous. 200 grand in straw contributions? That is a huge amount. And this just involves the one person, one person out of the buckets of money. Yeah. That Tom Loftus originally identified. There are like four or five buckets of industries slash people who are very similar. People who have had no history of ever being engaged in political campaigns donating massive, hundreds massive of thousands of, of dollars. And it, it just, it's unusual, very unusual for like that many new donors with no demonstrable giving history to pop up at that level. It's so it's very conspicuous, mm-hmm. and which is why Tom Loftus, being a good journalist and knowing these issues, was able to take a look at it. Now, the one quote you said from that article you're reading the, from a, maybe the, the national paper was that Weddle had provided his credit card to these people. It's possible these people didn't know well, that that's he was the way, using their names. That's, you know? the way, that's the way they described sure, it. But sure. most likely they had no idea. Or they got a note saying, now, by the way, yeah. your note might come up on this. By the way, now Bashir's campaign is now blaming the credit card processor. Uh, they're blaming let, Act Blue. Let yeah. me just tell you something. <laughs> it won't be the credit card processor that gets a knock on the door. It's going to be the mayor. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I mean, he's obviously in the middle of it. And it's going to be the Bashir campaign. So who investigates this? I don't know. Great question. I mean... I, I really don't know. I mean, these are state. Aren't camp- you the oh, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. What he's done robbing that next bank. Have you already right forgotten that? That's your job. Joe? <laughs> it's like the old west. Sometimes they were good guys. Sometimes they were that's bad right. guys. It depended on the day. As it turns out, wait. Well, the, the I have my the, badge the, right here. The campaign finance laws are state laws. These 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 mm-hmm. felonies are against in the in the prohibition on straw contribution. It's a state law. So will Daniel Cameron then look into this? I I have no idea. I'm just telling you, it's a state law. But. Some of this money went to federal campaign account, and then the grant money, I think, has been described as federal. So, I, look, we don't know anything, but just describing the facts as we know it from Tom Loftus's reporting, um, I mean, I think there's any number of layers of government that, I mean, heck, I don't think there's anything stopping the people in Laurel County from looking into it. I mean, it's right. where the... Uh, this is also interstate, I guess, because if he donated it via Act Blue, which is not in Kentucky, it'd be an interstate commerce issue, maybe. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing, but um, I, I think there's any number of of things that could happen. It's just the way Tom has reported it. I don't know how you would conclude anything other than at a minimum, <laughs> this has to be looked into, and at a maximum. Everybody involved in it already knows they've been caught, and they're just now waiting for the other shoe to drop. So we'll it's a, see. It's a fascinating development in the middle of a governor's race. It is fascinating. Um, you know, back, I have to say, maybe we can look this up. 
Back during the Steve Bashir years, Sean, there was a situation following the 2011 governor's race where Steve Bashir had one of his thugs shaking down state employees, and we knew it in 2011, but it wasn't until after the campaign that they finally looked into it, and yes, it was determined... What was that guy's name? Do you remember? Was this the, the deputy AG? This was no. That's I haven't even gotten to that yet. That's <laughs> oh. Tim Longmire, who yeah, went to jail. Right. But he yeah. also did straw contributions. Yeah, I remember him. I and yes. took bribes. Sullivan. Let me let me. You guys talk about Tim Longmire. I'm going to try to look this up. Yeah. I, what, what was his name? State employees were solicited for contributions, says Bevin report on Bashir. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure this one's it. This might have been a second report. <laughs> so what you're saying oh, is... Wait, the, uh, hold on. The oh, yeah. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here well, it Sullivan is. was trying Here to bribe Longmire. Here it is. The report includes background information on two former Bashir employees who'd gotten in trouble for issues in the past. Here's the one I remember. Charlie Jevedin, oh, the Jevedin. former... Remember him? Yeah. The former deputy secretary of the Justice and Public Safety Cabinet under Bashir paid a fine for threatening to fire non-merit employees who did not donate to Governor Steve Bashir's campaign. So you've got a long history of the Bashirs shaking people down for money. Everybody knows it goes on. It's been publicly reported. Then Andy has this deputy attorney general mm-hmm. named Tim Longmire. Yep. Let's who, remind everybody what happened to him. Who worked for Steve Bashir as well. He was a Bashir apparatchik. Yes. Uh, and uh, he he went to jail, convicted of federal bribery charges. And, and funneling. Campaign cash, straw contributions, straw contributions they're, from they're, McDonald's parking lots. Right? Wasn't that? What <laughs> wasn't the, it like a cardboard box or a paper sack or something? Yeah, yeah. I think so. In yeah. the McDonald's, and this is like, do you get points on your app for that? <laughs> I don't. Here we go. <laughs> Selling a good <laughs> cheese. You get, you get an extra large fry <laughs> with Super your, your eighty grand. But like, this is this Super is not that contribution. The thing is, is like I think we tend to for, forget about this stuff, but that is not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. Over the course of the Bashir dynasty, these issues repeat themselves all the time. So, maybe you've forgotten about it. You should not be shocked about this Weddle business. This is the way it goes. I'm just shocked at how brazen it was. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm I'm anxious to see how this plays out because, again, I I mean, I've been in this business now for over 20 years in Kentucky. I cannot think of a larger campaign finance scandal. I mean, Allison Grimes and her dad, Jerry Lundergan, that was the last bit. And he went to jail right. over what he did. But we're not, I don't think we were talking about anywhere near this amount of money. Of course, that was different because it was a federal investigation versus a state with a U.S. Senate race. So that might factor into this. I don't know. Yeah. But, but um, you know, back before that, I mean, you got to go back. Gosh, I don't even, I'm kind of racking my like brain Bob about Bob Trot was, that was back in the early 90s. I mean, mm-hmm. So it just seems like scandal, financial scandal is plaguing the Kentucky Democrat Party. I will say for precedent, as far as the amount of money, Longmire's scheme was to collect hundreds of thousands of dollars in kickbacks from a state contract involving the employee health insurance plan. That money was then funneled to Democratic political candidates. Yeah. I mean, essentially, yeah. I mean, they were moving money around from, (laughs) I mean, corrupt Mm. as all get out. Corrupt. Absolutely. Corrupt. It's corruption. And so I want to see where this goes because the history of the Bashir family is pretty obvious. They get into stuff like this. Tom Loftus has caught them. The press is reporting on it. Bashir is blaming a credit card processor. No, no, this is not a clerical error. This was a deliberate and willful act to donate money in other people's names Pleading ignorance here or blaming an out-of-state credit card, that ain't going to cut it. Ain't going to cut it. So we can we can finish up this topic by just saying, thank God for the journalists. Olivia. Olivia. Tessa. Tom. The other Olivia, who I don't know. Right. But these journalists have stayed on these stories. The economic stats, the campaign finance issues. The people of Kentucky deserve this kind of transparency on a sitting governor, and they're getting it. During a campaign, I am here for it.
Thank God. A round of applause from Scott Jennings. I'm pro-journalist. I said this the night of the White well, House. you're a former journalist. The night of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I was on CNN, mm-hmm. and Joe Biden was sitting up there taunting the journalists. I went on TV and said, don't applaud him. You're the joke. I believe in, he won't take your questions. He is not transparent with you. Mm-hmm. And he's up here making fun of you for just going along. I'm pro-journalist. I don't like it when politicians expect journalists to be lapdogs or expect them to just get run over and like it. It makes me crazy. I'm pro-journalist. So I am pro what these journalists are doing because it's what we deserve as citizens of the state. Speaking of uh, of journalists, there are many journalists who have been maligned uh, for not following the set narrative. I'm thinking about COVID mm. and, and those natures. And frankly, uh, the, even this Hunter Biden and, and the James Comer investigation as the oversight chair into Hunter Biden's situation. Speaking that- of sons... Of political families. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. They're <laughs> yes. bringing dishonor on their own families. Yeah. Go ahead. And so, uh, <laughs> but there, you know, there were, there have been a couple of journalists out there who actually have kind of followed some of these leads. But for the most part, this is another example of those are few and far between. Yeah. And for the most, and, and what you generally hear or see is that if you follow any of those breadcrumbs and even suggest a, a whiff of scandal with, with Joe Biden with this, then somehow you're a conspiracy theorist. But we do have some. We do have a conviction now, right? Or a, a, a plea, a guilty plea, right? right? Yeah. From from Hunter Biden. There, there's two on a misdemeanor though. There's two sides to Hunter Biden. I was I did the Jake Tapper show the other day, and and you know all the journalists have been saying, all the the cable people have been saying, well, this U.S. attorney was appointed by Donald Trump, so why aren't you satisfied? As though, by the way, I hate this because, so what? Are we saying that if you're a prosecutor or a judge, that the person that you you are bound to do whatever the political preferences are of the person who appointed you? Is that the low opinion you have of yes. judges and prosecutors? I, I think that's what they it's, think. It's stupid. I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I heard a part just a brief tangent. I heard the same argument, literally R's and D's on the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, and, and like no, this is the whole point of having a lifetime appointment. You you can actually you're above politics exactly. And so, anyway, that talking point was what all the cable people wanted to talk about was, well, a Trump appointed. So the Republicans were criticizing that Hunter Biden, you know, got away with murder here, metaphorically. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, the, and the pushback was, well, it was Trump's U.S. attorney. Even Merrick Garland shoved off responsibility yeah. for it. But I do think it's fair to question this. Hunter Biden... It took five years. By the way, this has been going on for five years, and you end up closing it on misdemeanors and a drug and a gun diversion deal. Here's the deal. He cheated on his taxes massively. He lied on a federal form about being a crack addict in order to get a gun, which his girlfriend, who is the widow of his brother, then threw in a dumpster behind a high school. It's bad. It's bad. And he's getting a slap on the wrist. Now, he also has been flying around on Air Force One. Mm-hmm. He's been at the White House. Joe Biden has said publicly, he's the smartest man I know, and, quote, he's done nothing wrong. So I think the lesson I learned from this is you can commit some pretty bad federal crimes, but as long as the President of the United States says you've done nothing wrong and is flying you around on Air Force One, it's going to turn out okay for you. But luckily... People are looking into this. And it's not just the U.S. attorney, but it's our good friend, friend of the pod, James Comer. On Fox News. Uh, within the next week, uh, he was a key figure in not just the Burisma deal, but other deals that uh, the Bidens were involved in. We have a question that uh, has never been answered by Joe Biden. What did your family do to receive millions and millions of dollars from Romania and from China? Uh, we're also going to be asking questions when we reveal the next set of bank records that pertain to wires from Russia and Ukraine. What exactly did the Biden family members do to receive millions of dollars that were laundered through shell companies that then went directly to Biden family members. The president will not. So Jamie is bringing up the other side. So what we know about the personal life of Hunter Biden is pretty bad. And everybody's like, why aren't you satisfied? Right. Because there's a whole nother side of this, which is Hunter Biden being the funnel, the point man for all this money coming in from overseas. His girlfriend mentioned in this other story was one of the people I think that had one of the LLCs that took in the money. You have all these Biden family members. Look, they, they 
Here's the thing. They produce no products. They don't have offices. They're not experts on any foreign businesses that I can tell. Hunter Biden, by the way, you know, oh, he, he was put on a corporate board. You think they would put a drug addict person with, a, with, a, with his sort of erratic lifestyle on a serious corporate? Come on. So they, 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 they don't have any reason for being or producing anything here that would warrant these payments except for one thing, their last name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are influence peddlers. That's what they are. That's it. The only thing they produce is peddling of influence. That's it. Jamie Comer is right to continue to look into this. So whatever happens to Hunter Biden's personal life, that's his problem. But Joe Biden's problem is what Comer is after right now, and I hope he gets to the bottom so of it. So in some ways, this uh, Hunter Biden case number one being settled with the federal government might be sort of like, let's put aside the Trump case in Manhattan of one of several investigations. Yeah. It's not the only one. So yeah. th- this does not then exonerate everything else. No, it doesn't. And and there are serious questions that have to be answered here. I mean, all, I mean other things. You know, this art stuff, which everybody laughs, <laughs> at. I mean, Hunter Biden... I mean, my kids also produce art and bring it home every day. I'm not selling it for 500 grand at the art museum. Well, you should. I, maybe I should try. try. <laughs> yeah. But there's stupid stuff like that. And there it, is an art gallery in London, Kentucky. It, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't pass the smell test for most people. It just doesn't. And what we also know is that Joe Biden will stand in front of a microphone and lie to the American people about whatever it is his family's doing. Case in point. The debates against Donald Trump. He stood at a podium in 2020 and said, well, this Hunter Biden laptop story is obviously Russian disinformation. When he knew at the time that was a lie. It was completely fabricated, the whole thing. So here's the deal. Joe Biden will look you in the eye and lie to you about his family. Hunter Biden's done nothing wrong. This is Russian disinformation. He will look you in the eye and lie to you. That's what we now know, which is why Comer has to stay after it because the president's word is no good. This is where the journalists need to come in, though. They do. Because this is a situation where so far it's pretty much been a Jamie Comer and some very conservative media outlets, you know, carrying the water here. And I don't know of any... You know, uh, where are the Olivia Krauths of Washington, D.C.? Where is the the lie counter ticker on the bottom Chiron of cable news? I mean, let's can we actually pay to send Tom Loftus and Olivia Croft and Olivia Evans up to Washington, D.C.? We need and take a take an honest look at just what what the facts are. I got to tell you, I've I've been (laughs) some of this Biden stuff. By the way, he is in the friggin toilet. Have you seen this polling? (laughs) Hey, hey. God save the queen, man. <laughs> Did you see this story that was written the other day? He's off the stage on that one. He's like, he says this weird crap, and no one on his staff can explain it. He's and just that, like Andy Bashir. And that is like, well, it's just Biden being Biden. He's the smartest guy in the room. Well, We're guess trying what? To keep up. The dude wearing the sandwich board on the street corner is just the dude wearing the sandwich board being the dude wearing the sandwich board. <laughs> Does it make him qualified to be the president? Well, here's the deal. Golly! He's not Donald Trump. And that's what excuses everything. Yeah. It's the same thing as the same as, as the Twitter thread we talked about at the top. Yeah. Is that because either you're on the team or you're not. And if you're on the team, then you you see that you look at the world through those that filter, those glasses. And everything is excusable. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this from uh this Axios piece. What does Biden mean by those quirky phrases? Only he knows. <laughs> this this uh this paragraph in here is incredible. Why it matters. Biden's quirky aphorisms are sometimes weaponized by Republicans. Oh, Republicans <laughs> pounce. Pounce. Here we're pouncing. Seized. Uh, to insinuate the 80-year-old president is in mental decline. Mm. But Biden has been using unique phrases for years. But even some of his aides aren't exactly sure what he means by them. <laughs> go to the last go to the last sentence of that story. Read the last couple of lines of that story. It's infuriating, the covering up that goes on for this guy. Um, you got to get down to the go. bottom. Bottom line, 
Bottom two. Bottom line. No, no, here's that. They say the bottom line. There are legitimate questions about Biden's age and stamina as he runs for a second term. Now listen. But his offbeat proverbs are just Biden being Biden. Uh, It reminds me of when the New York Times wrote the story about all of his lying. Yeah. And it was Uh, like, well. Spins yarns. He was just spinning (laughs) yarns. The covering up for this guy in the name of it's not Trump. Here's the reality. Last weekend, ABC, Ipsos had a poll. This weekend, CNN had a poll. The American people do not like Joe Biden. They don't like Donald Trump either, by the way, but they do not like Joe Biden. 30% fave, 60% unfave. Job approval in one survey I saw at 35%. They don't like it. There is every chance Donald Trump could beat him. I'm dubious, but he is in rough shape. I mean, there's a reason that Gavin Newsom is circling like a hungry buzzard. Oh, I think there's it's it's more, as likely as not right now that Gavin Newsom is going to be the Democratic nominee. You put it at 50-50. I do. Whoa. I mean, I, I think it's let's look look at the reality. Later on, we'll look back at this and say well, Joe is right. Was, <laughs> no, I mean we'll say well, of it, course. It, I mean this this was the trajectory you're on, but yeah. but you you can't you can't go right out and say it. So you just have to wait. It, so, it, it is interesting because, you know, I don't know, maybe a year ago, it, it was sort of like the consensus that he wasn't running. Uh, I think like the New York New York Times even wrote it. But like it wasn't just like scuttlebutt from the right. Uh, and then, you know, it was so quiet for all those months. And then he finally sort of he had that weird Al Roker thing where he's like, you're either the egg rolling or you're rolling the egg where uh, <laughs> he sort of was like, I'm running. Uh, so. I, you know, it feels like something has to happen. But face it, here's the thing: he can, he can freeze the field. You can keep the vice president out of the field by keeping your campaign alive. And then at the last minute, we've seen plenty of those of us who've covered politics in Kentucky for a long time. A lot of people swoop in the last day of filing deadline and kind of like, let me, let me re- yeah. retract my uh, papers and put somebody else's in there. This is going to be that whole last minute switcheroo. And and you look at what's happening in the Democrat primary with RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Surging. Sitting at a pretty decent number in the 20s. Crazy Mary Ann's, you know, pulling eight or nine. There's a healthy number of Democrats who don't want this. They don't. Now they my, don't want it. My concern is, is that I think that there are problems with Joe Biden beyond his age. And I think for it, I, my, my concern about some of the comments about basically this guy is just old and out of it. And, and there's certainly there's plenty of evidence of that as God save the queen man, among other things. But I, but, but there are other concerns, for instance, the Burisma and everything else we talked about beyond just whatever his mental status is right now. Yeah. There's a lot of concerns. Uh, This Hunter Biden stuff is still percolating. And now remember when this first came up, it was all wiped away in the name of Russian disinformation. Mm -hmm. And newspapers had their social media accounts locked. Right. It was written all. I mean, you there, literally there was, couldn't tweet the New York Post article. You yeah. couldn't you tweet. Did you guys talk last week at all about? But the, you can't do that now. Is my point. About, now it's out. About the FBI documents, though, and about how I mean, because Durham has been now yeah. testifying mm-hmm. about this uh, in terms of the fact that what was what was clearly, as you said, known to be a Hillary Clinton campaign. Um, yeah. Uh, strategy. Yes. To to plant this whole idea of Russian collusion. Yes. And the fact that this information was hidden from the FBI investigators that she was behind it and is and, crazy. And it fur- by the way, going back to sixteen, it further underscores how nuts this whole. Remember the storyline in sixteen? It was like, well, the Obama White House. You know, they wanted Mitch McConnell to help them stop the Russians, yep. and Mitch wouldn't do it. Why is it? Because Obama knew that it wasn't true. Right. It wasn't true. It was all a farce. And McConnell knew it. Yeah. But, but it was made to look like right. the Republicans were protecting. It, it, this is the most insidious garbage. And then you fast forward to 20, and they just play that same song again. But here's the difference again. Oh, Crazy. What is, the, what is the, the ultimate justification? Trump. It's, it's Trump. not Trump. Trump. We have to, Trump. It, it, anything goes right. in the name of in the service of stopping Donald Trump, period. So beyond... God save the queen. God <laughs> save the Again, queen. Like turning, he's age. like Michael Scott. What's the... When he's... Uh, oh, how the turntables... Yeah, it's uh, like those sorts. There's two types of people, Jim. 
those who ain't and those are knee high on a grasshopper, which ain't type you ain't, you know? You miss 100% of the shots you didn't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. (laughs) Sometimes I'll just start a sentence and I don't know where I'm going. You have no high, I can fly. That was one of them. That's close. In the foothills of the Himalayan. Let's uh, <laughs> speaking of of nonsensical responses to questions. Let's go to the rough Senate's, week. Rough week for Democratic Sun Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, rough on, week on Wednesday <laughs> with uh, Ted Cruz. Oh God, asking some questions of I believe the Human Rights Campaign uh, Director was there. Right. You you've got. If you haven't heard this, we're going to play it for I you. Haven't, so, I haven't heard this. Oh, this Sean. Is, so get ready. This, this of course has to do with. Uh, I well, I think maybe the hearing was about. LGBTQ, good, good job. Plus, yeah. Hey, did I, did I get it? Got them all. There you um, go. And Joe. and but 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 one of the people on the panel was Riley Gaines, former yes. UK swimmer. Yep. Uh, as well as this director of the human rights campaign. The whole issue is let's go ahead and figure out, you know, what kind of advantage someone might have if they're performing in a sporting. Should event. boys be playing girls' sports? Right. That's the question. And so then the question becomes: Is isn't is there in fact a difference? So we'll, let Cruz Senator Cruz take answer. it over. Here we go. Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about <laughs> trans women, I'm just asking: Is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition, okay, happened, I'm, I'm going to try again. The rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes/no question. It is. It, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most I, people could answer this very simply. <laughs> I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context. Of is the that a yes? That we're having, I think that there are definitions is, related is, to is, sex. Is that a yes? So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get get a speech. <laughs> oh, is there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. Okay, so you're not answering that. Let gender. me ask you this question then: Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that um, that sex My is question, different than gender. Why and I do, do believe why that women's, do women's sports, sports have a great exist? value? I mean, Senator, I'll M- tell you M- right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate <laughs> benefit <laughs> for women? Sports, sports are good. Are good. Sports, sports are good. women and men. Why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender, and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Mr. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. Now, Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Good job. Gold star from the pod. But also, let's hear from Kentucky's own Riley Gaines. We have Riley? Over a biological female? Women you don't some that believe are that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. <laughs> Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. Pause it, pause it, Kevin. How, 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 how many female members of the NBA? So this is te- this is John, John Kennedy, Kennedy. From Senator Louisiana. and he's still questioning the human, human rights, rights campaign. campaign lady, but get ready for Riley. It's the Riley show. Okay. All right. Hey, do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger Gaines, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're oh. phenoms for women. Oh. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without So, trying. Riley Gaines, gold star yeah. for you. Fearless. Riley is fearless. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she has really, I mean, beyond just her athletic acumen and her passion for this issue, she's quite articulate. Oh, to oh, yeah. know that yeah. story. You she know, knows that the, she's done her homework. Top of it. Yeah, she's yeah. done her homework. Here's, the, here's what I think is noteworthy about this whole thing. That lady from the human rights campaign, that's Andy Bashir's position. Oh, yeah. The way she's answering that, the way she's trying to get around yeah. and trying to... 
That's Andy Bashir's position. Mm-hmm. That's Joe Biden's position. That is the left's mandated position. Democrats are not allowed to stray from that position. Now, what percentage of Kentuckians do you think agree with that gibberish? Ah, very few. Yeah. Very few. And so I just think people need to pay close attention to what's going on in the left. This is not just some theoretical. What This is mandatory thoughts that you have to have in order to qualify as a Democrat in good standing. At, at what point do they do they realize like what trouble they're in? I, like I, with I this message so. electorally that they are like because you know is, what <laughs> we're gonna just this is the say s- what normal people think. This is the same answer Katanji Brown Jackson gave when she was asked what a woman was. I'm not a biologist. I can't answer. I mean, they, they they've just decided this has to be the answer. It's just and so they're holding weird. on to it. it. This is a year and a half later. What's amazing though is just you can tell how rigid it is. Yeah, you are not allowed if you are on the left and in a position to speak. You are not allowed to say, well, you know, honestly, there are. Different. You're not allowed. You'll be fired. You'll be canceled, mm-hmm. and they know it. So they would rather suffer public humiliation at the hands of Ted Cruz <laughs> than actually just say what we all know the truth is. That's how that's how rigid the authoritarianism is on the American left. It is sad how extreme this has gotten. It's crazy. And you would think, to Sean's point, at some point someone would look at this and say, okay, time out. I mean, wouldn't there be some contingent within the Democratic Party the people would say, "Okay, listen, I'm, I can I can go with you for fifty percent of this or whatever else." But I'm, well, from but my abol- family, abolishing but, women's sports altogether. But I mean, what, what are we playing what, here? I, don't know. I'm sorry. I hit a I hit a button. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but to your, to it sounded like good closing music. Yeah, it did. Totally. <laughs> Should I just talk over it? Keep so playing. Play, it? Yeah, playing us off the stage. Uh, <laughs> so, but please, Joel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> To, uh, I think it was. Are we, are we boring you, Now, we need, now no. we need to know what it is. What <laughs> you know what I is? was what looking for called? something, I and think, I hit a button. I think if, if if the chords there sounded like she's always a woman to me. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Bring that's what it was. Bring it up. Okay, I hope you <laughs> have to play that, which would make sense. Would All right, go ahead, Jerry. Um, That'd be good. Well, to kind of come full circle here. More than a woman. The Bee Gees. Oh. No, Joel's buddy. All right, uh, so I, Jared, I'm Jared. preferential to the Bee Gees. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I, well, you said it. <laughs> well, I just went into character. What was your point? This is the musical flyover country. I think the, you should talk in that high-pitched voice the rest of the podcast. No, no please I'm don't. I want to do my Bee Gees impression. Um, you know, to come full circle here, we see the way the the woke left mob attacked Olivia Krauth, who dared to correct a single statistic. Imagine going up against them on this issue. I mean, you will be absolutely destroyed. You'll be tarred and feathered on social media, across whatever. And so, and that's where I, they live. I, I don't. That's yeah, where their whole yeah, yeah. lives exist. And so, that lady I, would lose her job if she. I said don't that. even know if these people believe what they're saying, but because the woke mob is so aggressive and attacks without. I mean, without hesitation, without any thought that you may be an ally on literally every other issue. Right. If you step over the line on one little thing, they will absolutely destroy you. And so these people have just bent bent the knee to and this mob. It's not just people. I mean, this is what the Dodgers did. Yes. Yes. Mm. It's you every, have they, to they speaking of so, Andy Bashir's friends, so afraid <laughs> of of what would happen yeah. to them online. I mean, and we've been listening to this J.K. Rowling podcast. What happened yeah. to her? She was yeah. a billionaire, an extremely powerful woman, and they destroyed her. And they're threatening to do it. Do Did they the really, though? I mean, she's 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 pretty good. Well, right. she's been excoriated, but I, I yeah. think she's set for life. Right. She, I mean, financially, yeah. I think I'm not shedding any tears for her. But would it shock you if a TV adaptation of Harry Potter was pulled because of something she goes on to say? No, like the, the, you know, right? right. So remember, like maybe, remember like, the controversy when the video game was coming out. Yes. Like there were people right. wanting to boycott the video yeah. game because every, they didn't want it to enrich her. Yeah, or whatever. Every oh, yeah. review of the game was like, "But I'm so yeah. sorry, I had to play this." <laughs> but <laughs> it was awesome. before I get into reviewing the graphics of this game you know, in the 4K. Thank you for your. Service. Let me just say <laughs> to anyone that's been aggrieved by J.K. Right. Rowling, she is wrong. Stolen valor to dare to play the Harry Potter game. You know, it's like crazy. Anyways, good seeing you guys. Any uh, any scene red herds before we wrap it up for the uh, 
After the, yes, yeah. Mr. Kevin. I've got one. We started watching this new show on Amazon called Jury Duty. Have you guys heard of this? I've I it. have been told to watch it. Yeah. It's it's a uh, a trial. It's a the mix between like Law and Order, a mockumentary, and the Truman Show. It's a trial. <laughs> what? Where is. everyone yeah. is an actor except for one guy in the jury. And, and the goal is to guess. He does not know. Is, you know who it is. He doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't know. You know it. You know it. But they. He doesn't and know. All the, the actors know it. Obviously, absurd but he doesn't trial. know. It. Where they're they're doing like on camera interviews. How do they I get mean, this person to agree to this? They he got a summons to jury duty. Well, he, he it was a he answered a Craigslist ad. Okay, well I haven't finished they, it yet, Joe. I'm sorry. Okay, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> well, it's, I don't think I'm giving away too much, but but the point being is just enough. He thought that he was in fact on a jury, on a real jury. Yeah, and you watch the whole. The, the 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 trial and the, the people that he's with there and the different things that happen. It is hilarious. Same produ- I think the office producers were behind this. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All this time to watch this TV. This is flights, <laughs> and late night, and oh, you know. what, what are you doing at the office here, Scott? I, let's yeah. I'm turning that yeah. back. Good, good question. Day. No one should <laughs> no, be watching TV <laughs> unless you're on it. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. jury duty on Amazon. I got to put this on my. I've been needing something. Heavily recommend. Actually, I just finished up three different series, and now I'm sort of. <laughs> I did. Wow. I finished watching Ted Lasso. Yeah. I finished watching Better Call Saul, and I finished watch. What was the third one that just finished? Oh, uh, uh, Succession. Oh wow! Okay. Succession. Have we all seen it? I have. I have I never got into it. But, oh my you know. gosh! So, I have to say those. the things that interested me about Succession were after the fact when it was revealed that no one really liked it or watched it uh, except the media people who just couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> but it was not in any way, shape, or form a popular show. Oh, is that right? No. Yeah. And oh, compared no. to other shows. Like, there, there were not like a lot of people watching it. I got you. But, but if you, but if you follow people, Sean on Twitter, it seems like everyone is watching oh, yeah. it. The media people <laughs> Succession it. Sunday was yeah. a thing for me. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. But Ted Lasso was popular, right? Did people like that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. remember when he came to the White House? Yeah, that's weird. And he wore his tennis shoes to lecture everybody about being was it about Me- being nice health. to each other and mental health. Didn't he terrorize his wife? Or yeah, something? He, he like served her divorce so papers on stage, stage. Like at, a, at, a, at, a, at an event of yeah. some kind. I don't think yeah. she's uh, mental health. Stand up citizen, either. Oh, really? You got it. You picked sides in that deal? Uh, <laughs> not yet. I haven't claimed It's funny to me the yet. things you get into. Jared, way, like, like, automatically like, defends the male celebrity or male athlete. Wow. Like, no well, matter what. He also wow. has a mustache, just like Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. That's right. He's yeah. looking fast. I, I do like, I do like, uh, he's not looking fast. He's looking slow. Look at that beard. I know, it's a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is, oh, Jason Sudeikis. I do like Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I think he's good. And yeah. then, uh, Emily, Blunt. no. No. Olivia Wilde, is this one? Yes, I think that's yes, right. That's, that's correct. Um, and I don't know much. You're thinking of John she... Krasinski and yeah, yeah, yeah Emily Blunt. Blunt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like both of them. What's I have a, for us, Sean. I have a scene. Okay. Um, I seen <laughs> my godson get baptized. Hey, uh, Kevin's son, Teddy. Fantastic. So, Mr. T. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's Thank a big you. honor Thank for me. Thank to, you, Sean. to be in this role. So I'm yeah, I can kind of coast on parenting from now on because Sean's taking over. Oh boy! <laughs> oh Wait, can boy. we get a? You come to me on the day. Like, can we get a? <laughs> Godfather? Oh, Godfather. I, oh, I was already doing that. It's like you come to me. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, that's nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you, Trevor. Very serious. It means a lot to me. You sound a little like like B. Arthur, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> what? <laughs> I uh, I got a scene and I have a herd. All right. My scene is I seen the Flash movie. And I have to say, I know it's getting panned and it didn't make him much much money, but I liked it. I loved it. Are you I sure thought you it was saw great. it because he's pretty fast. I'm a, I'm a DC I'm a DC fan, <laughs> so I, I, I would be, I want to see goes the Flash and Batman and those folks. Is Superman in this too? Superman and or just Batman? I don't think I want to hear. I don't want to give any spoiler alerts. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna say. I know Joe likes to talk about things. I will. I will say. <laughs> I will say a couple of things, and it's is all in the trailer. So a the dude who plays the Flash is apparently super weirdo, but in real life, but is a pretty good actor for mm-hmm. uh, superhero movies. And two, Michael Keaton returning as Batman, which is not a secret. Long may he live. He's just a terrific actor. Everything he's ever been in. He's in both universes because he's also mm-hmm. the Vulture and in the Spider-Man. The universe. Amazing right. Spider-Man. He's in DC and Marvel right now. So anyway, oh, now my herd. Your herd. I have to play this. Jared Crawford. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. I wanted to play this for you. 
And um, am I supposed to start? Am I supposed to give a speech or something? Well, well, you could stop crying. It's that would a be sad. Helpful. It's a sad night um, because this is your last podcast in the studio. I'm, I'll be here next week, maybe. You will? Okay, stop. <laughs> All right, I'm turn so, it off. <laughs> so we might have to redo this next week. Are you sure? Not yet, no. So That's why I'm playing it now. It's tentative. I just... Yeah. You've been a linchpin to the Flyover Country podcast. <laughs> I don't can know you, where to you, jump in here. Can you turn that off? No. Because I'm trying to eulogize <laughs> Jerry. Tribute. I'm kind of getting into it now, actually. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. And uh, I'm anyway, for Sarah McLaughlin to pop on screen. There you go. There it is. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the this makes me want to say goodbye to Jared and also adopt a dog. Yeah. That's Whole what I want. A bunch of puppies. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, you're going to be joining us remotely. Yeah. And helping out. And I just wanted to say <laughs> to you, thank you for helping get the Flower Country yeah. podcast well, off the ground into the air, as Wait, it were. He just. Yeah. He's just leaving. Yeah, he's not going to be yeah. here anymore. He's Persona not going to be non grata. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're willing to say. Yeah, but so, you won't be in the studio with us, but yeah. you will. You'll be with us in spirit. Yeah. But the disembodied voice of Jared will be here. Yeah, but not in, not in person. Yeah. So, uh, first, I guess I'll sort of share what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> really, just kicked in in the headphones. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm moving. We'll still be involved in, in uh, Kentucky politics, and so folks will still see me, you know, via email and all those sorts of things. But no, this is, I mean, this is the hardest thing to leave behind. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you'll probably still see me remotely, I guess. Maybe if we're doing, if we do some more Zoom yeah. podcasts, you'll, you'll probably see me pop in every once in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, 100 plus episodes we've done. When we, but right. just so you know, when we walk in here, on Wednesday nights, Jared's already at the board, doing his stuff, getting everything ready, queuing up the clips. Yeah. He really, you've done a terrific job putting this together. And now, we turn to we Kevin turn to Grout. Kevin Grout. He's leaving too? <laughs> Not by choice. And Kevin's going to be sitting in the Jared memorial seat, always, running the board. Always Jared's chair. But anyway, I just wanted to say I just wanted to publicly say thank you because well, thank you've you been a terrific producer yeah. and leader for the podcast. You will be missed. I will miss it. And um, this this is an incredible opportunity for us to for somebody to jump for in us or... to hold interviews for a new panelist. A yeah. new yeah. panelist. Yeah. I, here's what I want to do. I want to put out a Craigslist ad. Yeah. That's true. And we're going to tell everybody it's a real, real job. job <laughs> they'll think it's a real get. job for money. They'll think they're getting paid. Yes. Now, you might recall, guys, that when we had the first podcast, I put in this bag the name of the person who would be the first to leave. <laughs> 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 and in fact, yeah. it was Jared. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I am anxious, excited, all those things about the kind of next steps but again I, i'm not leaving kentucky behind yet you know entirely uh you'll never that, leave that's next week it's yes. always that's right, right. always so right here you're staying with be, run switch public relations yeah you're going to be part of the team yeah and still involved in, in a lot of the things i i still do so and i personally look forward to comparing the job that kevin does at this yeah. to the job you did and pitting you against one another that works for me yeah i hope he does i hope he excels Beyond your wildest dreams. I'll probably delete a podcast or two along the way. <laughs> I lost one. I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> the lost episode. I was going to say, yeah. I don't there know is if, one like, lost episode. I don't know if listeners ever... Did they ever... ever told them that. I mean, no. people outside, but I did lose... Oh, I guess it was a really it's good. Fitting, epi- maybe it was I'll... like one of our best episodes too. It was, it was a decent episode. <laughs> you don't have and... to go back and start over again. <laughs> well, he's still talking. I'll give. Just I just like, want to make sure people know this segment's not just, over. <laughs> just like super quick, Scott mentioned. So usually I'm, I'm kind of here before everybody to get everything set up, and then afterwards you, you get to transfer the show, and then typically I do a little bit of editing here, and then go home and finish things up, write the description, get it scheduled for the morning. So that day, I in the middle of the transfer, it it like went. It, everything cut out and I was like hmm, that's kind of funny like whatever yeah. I was here till 2 a.m. Mm. trying to refine I downloaded every freaking like uh, random s- file like whatever site, yeah. like find your lost files software I think I got every virus <laughs> and I don't know when it was like that night probably like I texted you guys and it was just like it's gone would it be it's possible just... to get a transcript of everything he has said 
put it into chat GPT and somehow come up with an AI, Jared. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And we just read what he well, said. Did you guys see the Meghan Markle? <laughs> story this week that Meghan Markle didn't even do her interviews. Yeah. 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 Someone else Somebody had to else do it. They you paid her how much money? Millions. Less Million. than we paid you. Twelve million. I, I think it's twelve million dollars for, wait, for twelve episodes. Twelve, twelve episodes one hour episodes. And someone at Spotify anonymously called her a grifter. <laughs> <laughs> and she would go back in and, and then dub in the questions yes. the real interviewer asked yeah. the yes. interviewee. So all she had to do was sit in the studio for two minutes and, and say, read the questions. Oh, that's Why so did you do this? Uh-huh. Tell us about your book. <laughs> I mean, crazy. And she had big guests. She's the wife she, of Prince Imagine Harry. if you're Serena Williams and you show up and it's like they're looking to interview you. And she it's, did not interview the 203rd ranked male tennis player. <laughs> 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 so she's the interviewer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the oh, person she's the... who pretended to be the interviewer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. What is an interviewer? We don't even know. That is true. Jared, thank you. Thank you. It's Joe, take us home. Hold on. I'll save my scene right here for next week because I can't pass that. I can't you, said you, saw, you just said you watched like 400 episodes of television. <laughs> you already did it. That's true. For Jared, for Sean, for Scott, and for Kevin Grab. I'm Joe Arnold. We're going to miss Jared. <laughs> Flyover Country. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab, coming to you from the heart of Middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm.